44 cast. 44 cast. 44 cast. 44 cast. Forty-four cast. We got your host Ralph Pino, forty-four Fernolas. We got Ricky Ricardo Jean. Say what up? What up? And we have a new, brand new co-host, Chad Marchung, live via Bluetooth, uh, all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. Say what's up and tell us a little bit about yourself, Chad. What's going on, people? My name is Chad Marchung. I'm here in Atlanta, Georgia, but I was born and raised in New York City. Far Rockaway, Queens to be exact, and I'm just glad to be on the show. Hopefully I can deliver some of that Pino 44 cast that you guys are looking for and get this going. All right, so just a little tidbit. Uh, me and Chad used to work at Hofstra University for about uh, two years. Was it two years? Not even. Oh, no, nah, it was less than two years. It was probably about six months. Yeah, oh, really? It was less than that? Wow. Well, yeah. we had a lot of uh, the same insights, so I'm glad. We, we've always had that idea of starting a podcast together, but this is the first time we're going to keep it to fruition. Uh, just another side note, Josh Dowling, who is also another co-host. Uh, he will be now behind the scenes and will be continuing to edit the 44 cast. So Josh will just be in the building uh, via edits. All right, so we got a couple of topics. First, we'll talk about the week that was. How was your How was your week, Ricky? My week was okay. It was good. Anything new? Anything special? Anything exciting? What did we do this weekend? What did we do this weekend? It's been raining a lot, man. Yeah, we went to we went to the beer garden. Yeah, we went to the beer garden, a real nice place. It's officially called Studio Square in Astoria, New York. Went with a whole bunch of my coworkers. It was good. I was seeing a lot of segregation at the end of the night. I have a lot of black friends. I have a lot of white friends. I always try to make them call me. Segregate? I was talking. I know you weren't, oh, but you're yeah. the one that flipped the. You flipped the switch to Power 105 a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> True, true, true. But I don't know, man. Anytime you're trying to bring black people, white people that aren't used to commingling with each, it's a really tough thing to do, especially when you're Filipino. But we try to do more of that. My week was cool. I did a lot of work. Um, I edited the majority of my book. I'm probably 80 pages deep, 80% finished. Um, I got a couple of chapters. I worked on three chapters. And uh, trying to finish a July 1st um, deadline. How about your week, Chad? What, what have you been up to? My week was great, man. Just to be here was great. Um, Wednesday, I sent out an email blast. I usually do an email blast about some advice stuff, and um, uh, I did some things on that. Um, I, I do some writing, too, not as much as you do, Ralph, but I do I do a few things. Um, I just I wanted you to touch on, on, on the segregation that you were just talking about there at the Bear Garden. Um, just, just set that up for me, man. Set it up for the audience. Let them know exactly what you mean by segregation okay. in, in, in the room. Okay, well, what I mean by segregation is first and foremost, especially when you don't, well, me and, me and Ricky, we have been fortunate enough to go to a Catholic school, and, and not that it's fortunate because we've had a uh, fortunate circumstance to go, but more so that we've been able to interact with people outside of our race at an early age, and I don't know if everyone has that, especially in Long Island, because everything is uh, pretty much segregated here, unfortunately. But you usually get those type of interactions in college, and you kind of have to learn as you go. But people like Ricky and I, since we've already experienced that, it's kind of like we've, we've already previewed college in our, in our middle school, in, in, in high school. So we don't really have that fear. 
But usually, I think it's really stupid because I'm Filipino-American, I'm not black, and I'm not white, but I know that uh, people around, especially in Long Island, and I'm just speaking for, from my experience, that p black people usually um, intimidate white people, and white people are already automatically intimidated, and black people know that, so they kind of scare them off. But chances are, when I get them in the same setting, in the same environment, they're not as bad as they thought, and they kind of just try to figure sure. it out. And I, I feel as though they get that same experience that I've experienced when I was in seventh grade, but they're doing it at a, at a later age. And obviously, like, if you learn a language, it's better to learn when you're younger. You don't pick up an accent until you're 15. So imagine a 27-year-old, a 28-year-old, even a 30-year-old trying to break that shell in and all of a sudden not get out of their segregated ways. So it's kind of like an automatic thing, how, like, in, in social conditions where we just kind of flock to what we know. But... Chances are if you're exposed to that earlier, you're not as afraid of it. But it's really hard to break out of that shell as you get older. It's not, it's not more so like people are racist. I just mean that things just automatically get segregated because you feel more comfortable with who you're associated with most of your life. But You're pigeonholed. you basically pigeon to one mindset. Basically, people put you in the sense of who you are already by what you look like. For right. me being black... I mean, people will automatically assume, okay, this guy hangs out with mostly black people. And if I hang out with a bunch of white people, I've seen this from black people. They look at me weird or I was like, okay, he's the black white dude, you know, or the white black dude. And which kind of upsets me because it's like they're being, themselves being black, I would think they would understand a lot more. But they, I guess it sucks because it's like, okay, we can't get anywhere because you, ha you still have this mindset and you can't prove to anyone outside your race that you could be more than that. Yeah, I, I think it's dumb. What do you think, Chad? Well, I didn't have the opportunities that you guys had growing up. I went to a majority or minority school um, from day one. Um, of course, I grew up in Far Rockaway, Queens, which is, um, you know, a minority community majority. So I grew up in a city where it was a lot of more black, um, Hispanic um, uh, uh, students. And, um, you know, we, I, that's what I was surrounded with. But the thing is that my family at home um, didn't teach me that. My mother and my father, they always told me to integrate myself with anyone. Um, and they taught me how to conduct myself amongst anyone that, that was there. So I had no problem being around other races, uh, white, black, whatever it has to be with. Um, I have no issues with that. I think it's just some people's mentality and, and how people think. And, you know, once they can get over that, they can deal with, you know, being in, in a different situation. Right. So I, I think everybody comes to that epiphany. Unfortunately, some people come to that epiphany too late. For you, you probably got it uh, towards the middle of your life, how, how you are now. Uh, for us, we've got an early taste of that. But pretty much I think segregation is stupid because no matter what, even if you were transported in time to the 13th century, I still think that you would still have the same social issues that you would now. It's just that technology is different and the wording and the language is different. Nothing really changes in, in the world. Everything is always the same when it comes to interaction. And that's my take on it. So if you're afraid of something, at least try it. Give it a chance. Gucci, Gucci, Louis, Louis, Fendi, Fendi, Prada. Them basic 
bitches wear that shit, so I don't even bother. I put that on my partner, I put that on my family. Oakland City represent, dress me as your majesty. All right, let's talk about the conference finals. That's really popping. Uh, the Bulls and the Heat are playing right now. I think the Heat are winning by a couple of points. Uh, let's go with Eastern Conference. Uh, Heat are looking pretty good. They just got Udonis Haslam. So they're, they're riding a high of, of a win in Game 2. Pivotal Game 3 right now. Um, I don't know. I think the Heat are looking good, but I, I still like the Bulls. They're, they're a 62-win team. They came out of nowhere. They were supposed to get LeBron. They might have got Dwayne Wade. They got neither. Instead, they got Derrick Rose, who, who definitely stepped up his game. He, I think he's the most improved and the most valuable player this year. And um, I don't know. I hope they pull it out. I think they're the best defensive team in the league. Um, what are your thoughts, Ricky? Anything? I know you're a casual watcher, but... I'm a casual watcher, but I'm rooting for the Heat mainly because... Rooting for the Heat. Yeah, mainly because... I don't know. I, I like Dwayne Wade. I've always liked him. I always liked his, his skills and also his leadership skills and also that that winning edge that he always had, that mentality. And I mean, that, I mean, that separates him from the rest of the Bulls that he's going up against with. I think no one on the Bulls has that winning mentality yet. I think they're still a young team. I feel like Dwayne Wade has that spark that has that fire. And I think he's, his leadership will be able to um, bring that spark in LeBron and also Bosch and whatnot. And as long as they play better defense and play a lot smarter, I think they could pull it out. But it is going to be a close series, I believe. Um, and that's about it. I mean, I'm rooting for he and also because everyone hates LeBron, which I don't know why for the decision that he I made. I don't hate LeBron. I don't hate him. I feel like, I mean, his decisions, his decision, the way he did it, you might disagree with. But I feel like most people that hate him are mad because they didn't go on his team, especially living in New York. The people that do hate him are mad they didn't go, he didn't go on the Knicks. That's it. But other than that, I mean... Also, shut up a lot of people up if they actually go to the finals and say they do win. Yeah, that'll be serious. That'll be really, really serious. That'll be the right decision. Who you got for the East, Chad? I have Miami. Now, I'm not a fan of either. I'm a fan of basketball. My team is, of course, the New York Knicks. But um, I, I like Miami in this. I think that they've assembled a pretty, pretty talented team. Um, before the season started, I thought they had the top five players. Um, in the NBA, maybe maybe top six. Um, after watching the Miami Heat play, uh, they they definitely have the top two players in the NBA. So um, I I definitely like Miami, and I agree with you, Ralph, about Chicago definitely having the best defensive team. There they have the best. I think they have the best team in this series, and I'm talking about team play, getting the ball around to everyone, team defense, overall team, they have a better team. Of course, they've been together longer than Miami has, but when it comes to Miami, it's just like, it's like driving a Ferrari, you know what I mean? Like, they're just, they're just fast, they're powerful, and they're going to guzzle, man. They, they, they're out. So I really think Miami is the, is the better team it is. But, you know, I'm a basketball fan, so I like to see two great teams go out against each other. And I think that this is going to be a great series. It's already been a great series. But I got Miami pulling it out. Ugh. All right. Well, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the West Conference. Uh, we got the Thunder pitted with the Dallas Mavericks, who are perennial uh, playoff contenders, but they always somehow fall short. And this is the furthest that they've gotten since the 2000 NBA Finals, where they ironically lost to the Miami Heat, which has a much better team than that year. Um, so who do we got here? Thunder or, or, or Mavs? Rick? I got the Mavs mainly before. I think they're more hungrier. A lot hungrier than the Oklahoma City. Due to the fact that Oklahoma City is young, and I feel like in the back of their heads, 
that they already accomplished a lot just being able to go to the Western Conference Finals. So while Dallas has more on his shoulders in the sense that you guys are like the vets, especially Dirk and Jason Kidd, and being that so they had in their mindset they, there's no way of going back because this is probably our only chance that any of us will be back in the finals. While someone like Kevin Durant, it's like, okay, I have my chance, you know, one way or another. It was, if t this year's not going to be my time, next year. If not even next year, the year after that. You know, he's still a young player, so I feel like him, one being the, um, the leaders of the team, he doesn't have that much pressure and also experience. While someone like Dirk, I mean, he probably is hungry, right? He's just salivating. Like, he's just drooling. So I think, honestly, the Mavericks will pull it out easily. I, I say six games. Well, I got I, I got the thunder. Um, I only because I, I just really enjoy watching them, and I think that they're kind of uh, the newest old school team that there isn't. And what I mean by that is they did it right. Uh, they signed uh, Kevin Durant to a long-term contract extension before his rookie contract ran out. And he was the second pick of the 2007 draft. You got Russell Westbrook, who was the fourth pick of the 2008 draft. And you got James Harden, who was the third pick of the 2009 draft. So consecutively, they've been able to build already a perennial contender at a short amount of time, which a lot of teams can't do. They don't have the luxury to build through the draft. And they've got a couple of key players. They got Serge Ibaka in the 2009 draft and the 24th pick very late. And they have a couple of other pieces that are working well with them. Um, but I will say about for Dallas, um, they're much different than their usual bunch. Uh, mainly, they have Deshaun Stevenson, who is defensive-minded. And they also have Tyson Chandler, who is a beast down low. And I think they just changed the uh, defensive culture of that team. And that's the main difference, because they're always offensively set. Uh, but the biggest difference is their defensive mindset, and which has been paying dividends as they swept the, the Lakers and they're giving uh, OKC a tough time. But if I had to pick personally, I definitely want to see the Thunder win it all, and hopefully they'll beat the Mavericks. Chad, what do you think about this? I think this is another good series. I think it's a, it's a great, great two teams going at it. Um, it's a young team that's going at it, and then you got a veteran team in the Dallas Mavericks that's going at it. Um, I, I'm going to go with the Dallas Mavericks on this one, but oh, I got a question mark up there when I think about it and, and, and put these two teams together. Um, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you, um, Ricky, about Dallas being more hungry. I think Oklahoma City is definitely matching their hunger. What is keeping them back is that they're, in, they're inexperienced. Um, they are a young team. They do have, like, great great players on their team that, that can definitely do something in the future, and we'll be talking about them probably in the next 10 years. Um, Kevin Durant has the ability to probably be multiple-year MVPs, um, and, and, and Russell Westbrook is probably one of those emerging point guards that's going to be great in the NBA, and he's, he's a special point guard in that he's not he's not the normal point guard where he's just going to pass you the ball. He's going to try to blow by you, kind of like Derrick Rose's, but, but a little a little shorter and, and probably not as explosive. Um in terms of Dallas, I think that Dallas is going to pull it out because they do have these veteran players. They have one of the, they have the greatest European player to ever play the game in Dirk Nowitzki. I know some people might be talking about Petrovic, but um, I think Nowitzki is definitely the greatest European player to ever play the game. Um, you talked about Stevenson, Chandler being defensive minded, Marion got a little bit of defense in him, and I think everything changes with Jay Kidd. Um, probably one of the best point guards, greatest point guards to ever play the game. Um, and, and he's definitely the general on that team. And we can't forget about 
Puerto Rican's own JJ Barrera, killing him out there with the with the running through the the lane, short guy, you know, getting pushed around by the by the Los Angeles Lakers, getting up and still coming back and doing what he has to do. So I, I like the Mavs in this one. I think they they a tougher team, they're more experienced, and and they definitely have some weapons on their team that that's going to pull it out. But it's going to be tight though. Yeah, they definitely have experience. Jason Kidd has been playing since I was in ninth grade, and if I was still in school, I'd be in twenty fifth grade. So that goes to show his longevity. All right, we're going to be moving right along. We're going to talk about people that know what they should be doing, but they don't like to take their own advice, other people's advice. They seek people's advice, yet they it falls on deaf ears, and they still continue to do what they do. do, do. My first experience was I've been trying to coach this young young man who has been kind of stuck on this this young lady who kind of has moved on, kind of still leaving him hanging, and he knows he needs to move on. It's already been done for about three years, but he still continues to not meet new people, and he's already admitted that mm -mm. it's his problem, that it's his fault, yet he doesn't want to do anything about it. He's stuck in limbo, so we're just going to talk a little bit about people that don't take their own advice, and I think we should start with Ricardo, who's having a little bit of relationship issues right now. You want to yeah. talk a little bit about it? Okay, basically, I met a girl. <laughs> well, sorry, short. My friend introduced me to a girl. We went out to dinner. Had a great time. She invited me. She invited me back to her place. I was there until 3 in the morning. Not getting into details what we did. Nothing as far as sex, but things went down. Um, while I was there, also, she was giving me signs that she wanted to see me again. She also insinuated that we should go see a movie sometime. She wanted to see the new movie, Fast Five. I was like, sure, why not? We can do that. Whenever you have time, you're off. Sure. Uh, one thing about this girl, it's kind of hard to get in contact with her because she's always working. She's one of those people you hit her up. She won't hit you back up till like a few hours later or whatever. Cool. Because my friend also said that's her MO also. So it's not just me. But eventually I realized that she'll never hit me up or sometimes I'll hit her up. And then she won't, not that she won't even hit me up till like eight hours later, but she won't hit me up till ever so i hit her up again maybe two days after that and i'm like what's up and she's like hey what's up and then we'll get in a conversation again and then it's like whatever my last total combo with her was like hey um did you still want to hang out this week and that was my last time hearing from her um pino gave me the advice don't hit her up at all till she hits you up and i was like okay what happened like is there a time limit she's like no there's no time limit just don't hit her up at all till she hits you up then I went to go speak to my other friend, and he was like, well, you don't want to do that. You don't wait too long because she might just think that you're blowing her off. And just because you guys didn't have sex that night, she told you not to have sex. She might be thinking that you guys, you're, you're blowing her off because you didn't want to have sex and you stopped pursuing her. And in the back of my head, I'm thinking that I want her to, be, to think that everything is normal, everything is cool. So I hit her up today just to say what's up. We just had a brief convo, and that's it. Kept it moving. And Pino thinks that I should never hit her up at all. And I'm thinking in my head... 
she might because our connection wasn't that deep in the sense that we haven't hung out that much i felt like if she doesn't hit me up i mean she's not losing really anything and not hitting me up at all so i was like let me just keep it normal and the worst come the worst we can just act like we're friends or just try to be her friend so hit her up every few days not like try to hit up every other day but maybe every four or five days i might say what's up to her and still keep it slow and still see where her head's at and that's about it well, I think yeah, now it's just really confusing because there's different people that are uh, throwing down their opinions on what needs to be done. Exactly. But I, I do think, and this is my final advice to Ricardo, uh, I just think that he needs to just stop thinking about it so much and not making it a serious thing. Uh, it really isn't. So we'll see what he does, and we'll get an update next <laughs> week because it's always changing. Well, I, I, got some, I got some advice. I know, I know you've been hearing a lot of advice, but my, my basic advice from my experience is just do what you feel is right. And if you feel like calling her all the time is right, call her up. If you feel like not calling her is right, don't call her up. But you do what you feel is right because um, at the end of the day, you know, if that's the person that you want to be with, that's the person you're going to be with. If that's just the person that you're just going to be sliding with, that's the person you're going to be sliding with and treat it as if. Yeah, all right. Uh, how, about, how about your love of McDonald's, Chad? You love McDonald's? My love of... <laughs> that's hypothetical, man. That's hypothetical. I hate McDonald's, but... But they do have some good food, but I, it's not something that's in my menu right now on my diet. But we we spoke about advice and, and people not taking their advice. And, you know, my big thing here is, is, is health. And, you know, I'm at an age right now where I'm concerned about what, what I consume. Um, I do things with myself. Um, Ralph and I, you know, we, we run marathons. We, you know, we run races and stuff like that. So we're concerned about what we put in, in, in our stomachs and, and what we eat. So, um, a lot of times people talk about they want to lose weight, they want to eat more healthy, they want to do this, they want to do that. They know for a fact that they can't eat certain types of food. And one example of the types of food that they should not be eating, because there was a movie about it, is McDonald's. Um, and what they do is they, they would stop, get breakfast at McDonald's, have a lunch at McDonald's, and have dinner at McDonald's, and, and not feel any way about it. Yet, they complain about how unhealthy they are and they need to lose weight. They are going on vacation. Summer's comes coming here. Got to have the summer body. But they, they still go out and do it. And people will tell them, try to curb your diet. And yet, they don't listen. They know what they're supposed to be doing, and they don't do it. I mean, that, that's, an, that's just one example of how people um, know what to do, take advice from other people, and they still don't listen to them, and they still don't follow through. And, you know, it, like I said, it just comes down to follow through. And, you know, they, they know what they have to do. They just have to do it. That's all. Right. So what it boils down to is your own motivation, what, what, you, what you really want to get out of it. And I think that if you're really seeking out advice, you already know that there's some sort of uh, change that needs to be elicited. So I guess my advice to anybody that needs advice, sometimes... Especially when it comes to diet, maybe you should just keep it to yourself and just prove it through your action. And that will always prevail. Alright, I think this will conclude our 44 cast uh, for Chad. Say peace. Ricky. Later. 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 Uh, 44, signing out.